State of the Union address that happened last night. Fox's Ryan Schmelz was there at the Capitol, and he's joining us live right now. Ryan, I'm sure you're all jacked on coffee right now because it was your first time covering this thing from the Capitol last night. Out of the gate, how was it? Oh, well, the experience was was absolutely spectacular. You know, to see that gallery packed and to see so many big, high-profile figures there, you know, Chaz Bono only sitting a couple uh, galleries away from me was was definitely an experience, especially when you also have the first lady there and the second gentleman. So, I mean, it was definitely a phenomenal experience. And, uh, you know, getting in and out is quite a quite a fiasco, especially when you're doing it with celebrities. But it was uh, it, it was definitely something I'm never going to forget for sure. Well, let's talk about some of the standout moments from last night. What were the big ones? <laughs> I think one, we could just start from the very top before the president even walked in the room. I think there was this uh, commanding of attention from what George Santos did, where he sat right in the middle of the aisleway, right where the president is, is scheduled to walk out of. And then the senators start walking in and Mitt Romney kind of comes up to George Santos. And, you know, they, they have a little bit of an exchange there. And, and it kind of, in many ways, foreshadowed kind of what we were going to expect from the State of the Union speech. And later on, uh, uh, Senator Romney tells reporters that he just felt like Santos shouldn't have been there right where the president is. He should have been in the back somewhere, you know, just sitting there and listening mm-hmm. in, instead. And you also had, I believe, Matt Gates and uh, Lauren Boebert were also in aisle seats kind of towards the back as well. You were there, like I said, last night. So talk to me about this Social Security Medicare moment. I mean, obviously it sounded um, like quite a ruckus as I was watching and listening to the address last night. I'm sure it was even louder in person. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was quite an interesting back and forth that kind of went on there. I, and, and so let me get to that that part. You know, so I, I guess it kind of started with the IRS bill. Uh, mm-hmm. He brought up how Trump had added more to the national debt in four years than any other president. And then he kind of gets into the whole: uh, if some of my Republican friends want to hold the economy hostage and let Social Security sunset, and and he's you know he kind of names the Republicans and kind of says, well, I know this isn't a policy. Uh, party policy position, but there's some of you in the room who, who think this way. And it's not, I know it's not the majority of you. And then after he says that, you hear somebody yell from the crowd, well, then don't say it. Yeah, that's, I, I could loud. not, that, that, I, I, I'm still almost speechless about that moment, Ryan. What was it like among the press pool when that moment happened? Well, I mean, uh, certainly, you know, somebody kind of described sitting a couple of feet away from me how this is kind of one of the more active State of the Union yeah. you've ever seen in terms of uh, crowd participation, if you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, and, and kind of how, how I've kind of looked at it, you know, if you go back and look through the speech, and I kind of highlighted some of the parts where, where it kind of led to this this point. And, you know, I kind of like to say the president in many ways kind of poked the bear. Mm-hmm. You know, he starts with the first instance is when he, you get to the infrastructure bill. And, he, and, you know, this was supposed to be a big bipartisan piece of his speech. And he was g- going to be able to use this to kind of unify and kind of talk about what Congress is capable of doing when we work together. Uh, but then he kind of brings up how, well, there's some of you in this room who didn't vote for it, but it's OK. You know, I'm going to. Uh, you're still going to be asking me for projects and I'll be there during the groundbreaking. And that was kind of the first kind of straw when it kind of led to these, these partisan moments. Cause you had, you know, I, you don't really see this, this type of, you know, heckling and interaction from the opposing party this much, but you know, in many ways too, you also don't really see the president kind of singling out the other party like this and also singling out the previous administration, which, 
uh, President yeah. uh, President Biden did several times, too. So yeah, I think those were some takeaways as to kind of what led us to this point. Yeah, you know, it's so true. I said it earlier this morning, you know, he kind of walked up with this whole theme of unity. He even congratulated House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on becoming the House Speaker. And I feel like that truly was like the only moment of unity. You kind of said it. Battle lines were drawn uh, between House um, Republicans, House Democrats, between just Democrats and Republicans in general. And I, I walked away from last night's address thinking, wow, I think the president needs to look up the definition of the word unity because that's not at all um, what that speech looked like to me last night. Now, Ryan, I know you had to make your way out of the Capitol, as you just mentioned, trying to get in and out was probably a challenge. Did you catch at all Sarah Huckabee Sanders' uh, GOP oh. response? Yeah, I, I watched the, the, the second half of it, then rewatched it as soon as it was over, yeah. and also this morning, too. So, you know, clearly she tried to paint a little bit of a grim picture of where the, the country is heading right now and, and, and the, what, what the country's under with the Biden administration. But, you know, in many ways, you got to think that Sarah Sanders, you know, while she was press secretary, you got to keep in mind you're speaking for somebody else. So yeah. in many ways, we don't really get to, didn't really get to see much of her true personality while she was in the Trump administration in that particular position. So I think she really tapped it, tried to tap in, into the emotional side of her life, you know, talking about her experience as a cancer survivor and talking about her experience as a mother and traveling with the president overseas into war zones and speaking to troops. So she certainly tried to go with that angle, too. But then, you know, there were moments where, uh, of course, she tried, she definitely catered to the party talking about woke culture and, yeah. and, and education. But she also, in many ways, made a pitch you could say to independents and, and some moderates where she kind of brought up that some of her education initiatives, giving teachers uh, a record pay raise in her state and also, you know, trying to strengthen the education system in her state. So there were certainly parts where you felt like she was trying to make the pitch to independents and uh and moderates, but there was also a lot of party talking points in there. Yeah, which was smart to kind of try to make that pitch to independents and moderates. I thought her speech one, was one more point on that though that I think is gonna have a lot of people talking, Kayla though, before uh we go further is that I think the interesting thing that people will take away is that she talked about uh, a new generation yeah. of leadership. Yeah. What did you Biden's for Republican age. leadership, too? She said that I didn't know what to make yeah. of that moment. And and that's going to be, you know, was, was that intentional? Does this mean that she's still going to endorse President right. Trump or is she maybe starting to lean towards somebody else? And that's kind of, you know, if there's anyone who's been very loyal to President Trump, it's been Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So I think this is that's probably got to be the line that's going to have a lot of people talking today. Yeah, that's a, that's a big question that I had this morning too, Ryan. Obviously a lot jam-packed into one night, so we appreciate you breaking it all down for us. Absolutely, Kayla. Thank you. Anytime. Go get some sleep. That's Fox News Radio's Ryan Smells joining us live here on Well, well Yeah, kind of two big things that she said last night, and I don't know if you caught him or if you were even up to watch, um, watch her deliver her response last night, but she did make this note at one, at one time that she's the youngest governor in the nation, whereas Biden at 80 is the oldest president in American history. And then she followed up with, it's time for a new generation of leadership. And then she specifically said, it's time for a new generation of of Republican leadership. So there is a lot of speculation right now what she meant by that and whether or not she will endorse when it comes to it her former boss, Donald Trump. Podcasts by Federated Media.